Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. That's me. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail, and I'm an architect working in Eastern Massachusetts, primarily on existing homes, additions and renovations to existing homes. I'm making this podcast for homeowners who are trying to learn all they can about home renovations. And eventually I will have a full library of the various elements that go into a home renovation. This is one of the earlier episodes, so check back later to see what else we have covered. Today's episode is all about windows and doors. So I'm here today with Rick Bertolami, who is one of the owners of JB Sash and Door. Hello. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Thank you for joining me today. I'm hoping that you can clear up uh, any questions people have about how to select windows, because I know it's a big, it's a big um, price point in any renovation, so uh, and a big decision. So, um, but why don't you tell me a little bit about the history of JB Sash? I will. Thank you. Um, so JB Sash, it's actually we're a family-owned business, uh, uh, third generation. Uh, the company was started by my grandfather back in 1940, so we're close to entering our 80th year of business. Um, when we first started JB Sash, we primarily did custom uh, window and door manufacturing, um, and we supplied to a lot of the historic areas and um, and actually to a lot of some of the larger window suppliers. Um, as we, we grew, um, my father and my uncles kind of took the second generation and their impact was really in the replacement area, the replacement window area where we have developed our own line of JB Sash uh, replacement windows. Um, we began advertising at that point and, you know, fortunately got some great name recognition through the ads. Um, and over the, the third generation, my cousin and I, our impact has been more transitioning from manufacturing to uh, retailing some of the national brands uh, of doors and windows, such as Marvin, Anderson, um, you know, Bellic Skylights, uh, several door lines, et cetera. Um, we still maintain a manufacturing um, uh, part of our business. It's, it's, a, it's a lesser uh, percentage of our business because most of what we do is, is in historic neighborhoods where we're not required to hit certain energy codes or, or um, we have to really, we're meeting the historic code as opposed to the uh, the energy performance code. So that's where our manufacturing stays, but primarily we're a retailer of uh, Marvin, which is our key line. And we also carry Anderson windows um, as well as a vinyl window line. Okay. And that's Matthews brothers. Yes. Matthews brothers is our vinyl line. Okay. Uh, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, is why is it important for people to actually go to a window showroom? How can that help people learn about windows? And you also carry doors too. Do you have interior doors usually? Yeah. So we do, um, we've got two very large showrooms on two floors where we show the entire uh, product line of Marvin uh, as well as Anderson. And we have several doors. I think we have over 75 to 85 doors on display, some working and some uh, pull out style so that people can make the right decision. Um, so, I mean, the, the importance of a showroom 
now I think is more important than, than ever, um, which is part of the reason we, we've made such a big investment in our showroom. I think the tendency is for people when they first seek out windows is to go to the internet, um, which is a good starting point. I think it allows them uh, the opportunity to do some research and, and understand what products are available. But as you get down to making a decision, I think it's very important to, to see what's available. Um, mm -hmm. There are several, you know, you can start with, you know, manufacturers. There are several product styles within those manufacturers. There's different materials. Um, there's different glazing options, um, different, you know, colors to choose from, hardware options, divided light. So, so there are so many, you know, years ago, uh, um, there were very much fewer decisions to be made. Most windows were white. The inside was, was pine. Um, um, or it was an all wood window. Now there are several options. There's um, wood clad windows where there'd be a, an exterior aluminum clad with a wood interior. Um, there is fiberglass products. Uh, fiberglass is a, is a product that's used quite uh, extensively in the door window business now. Uh, and then there's vinyl, um, vinyl products as well. So there's a lot of different materials at a lot of different price points. And depending on your needs, uh, whether it be a remodel or a new home or even a replacement, um, it's a great idea to take the time to look and, and see what your options are and then what works best for your project. Yeah, I feel like actually seeing them and being able to touch them in person really makes a difference because you can't tell that much from photos on the Internet. But things like the way that the grids um, attached to the window is really important, I think. Yeah. And, and seeing a window in, in its true scale in a wall, you know, a lot of times you know, people will have um, in replacement windows, they'll have people out to their home with a, a two foot by two foot window showing them the options to see a window that's that's a, a life size, something that would be more typical in your home and to work it and to understand how the trim options, you know, tie into it, how it looks against siding on the outside. Those are all decisions that, you you know, you really want to understand and and make prior to your purchase um, it's a long you know as you know your windows are they're a high ticket item in the home with whether it be replacement or new construction and and i think it's really important that people take the time to to look and see what they're they're getting uh, more importantly to understand what their options are because there's there's so many new options every year um that it's uh, important to to stay on top and and that's that's why, like I had mentioned, we put so much into our shows. We want people to come in. We want them to learn. We want to work with them so that they, you know, they really feel like in the end, they've made the right decision for their home. Yeah. Okay. So people should definitely go to the showroom. They shouldn't feel like they're, they're being intrusive or anything. You could just go check them out. Even if your project is a few years in the future, that sort of thing. It's just good to get to your homework. I think. I agree. Okay. So I have some questions from homeowners for you. Mm -hmm about windows. Okay. So one is how can I narrow down my window choices? So, I mean, you just mentioned all different types of fiberglass, the vinyl windows, wood, you know, how do, how do people know which one's the best one? Is it just price? Uh, well, I think all those factors go into it. Uh, if I were to make a re recommendation, the first thing I would have people do is to, to understand what's, what's important to them with the window. You know, everybody has different, they may be replacing or remodeling for different reasons. Um, and you know, what, what's really important to them? Is it maintenance 
is it a maintenance factor? Is it energy efficiency? Is it design or aesthetically, you know, correct product? So I think once they decide and determine what they want, some people may want just something that goes up and down easy that they don't have to paint that is fairly inexpensive. Um, and is it good energy, um, um, with good energy factor and that may be a vinyl window if you're looking for something that's you know more design oriented um with a specific wood interior or you know if you're matching a wood or cabinetry you know you may want to go to a, a higher end wood or wood clad product you know something that would you know lend itself to the character of your home so i i think the first thing you want to do is understand why am i you know, in, in terms of replacement, why am I replacing my windows? You know, is it is it for function? Is it for energy efficiency? Is it for for design? Um, and then at that point, now we can kind of narrow you into you know what might be the best fit for your project. Yeah. Okay. So you have when you say the wood interiors, you mean there are different species of wood that you could match to your house. So you could have them in the cherry yeah. interior and other really kind of fancy windows, or kind of more. Yeah functional windows yeah so uh, typically on a wood or a wood clad window it's it's pine on the interior the right. pine can be um it can be clear pine to be stained it can be pr uh, whiter we're seeing a lot of black finishes as well yeah. on the inside these days um uh there's products like marvin and anderson where they're offering interior stains uh if you're if you're trying to match a, a certain stain in your, in your home and then there are the different species um, if you're doing, and we don't, you don't typically see, uh, sometimes you do, you know, a house with all cherry interior, but mm. what you might see is, is one room, say a library or a kitchen where the window species is, is, is matching the cabinetry so that everything kind of blends. And so a lot of people may not even realize that that's an option, yeah. but and that's, that's, um, another good reason to, to, to do your homework and to, and to see what's available and to come and, and look in, at the showrooms. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So second question, should I be thinking about triple glazed windows and aren't they better than double glazed? And a lot of people ask me this and I understand that there's more, there's more um, space in between all the glasses for insulating and, and energy, keeping, keeping the heat inside the house or the cool air inside the house. But what do you think? Is there a big, there's a big price point difference? I know, but um, so it, it's a good question, and it's it's one that we get a lot too, especially um, you know with with some of the real strict energy codes that are out there. Um, triple glazing will obviously give you better value at the glass. Um, it's um, you know it's it's two it's three pieces of glass with two uh, air spaces, so the the penetration of heat flow is is. Um, is is maximized or minimized i should say uh as you go to a thicker glass um there, there are some drawbacks however with triple glazing i mean one is the price uh, it does tend to be more expensive uh, secondly is the weight you know when you're when you're you're tripling you're doubling the amount of glass in the area obviously you're you're adding weight to the window and in an operable window say a casement or a double hung window, it will tend to, you know, possibly wear um, on the on the hardware a little bit, little bit more, and and you know, down the road, not give you as good performance. Um, you also um, it, it it lends itself to um, a higher rate of, of failure, I, I guess, in terms of. Uh, um, Sale failures. You don't see sale failures in insulated glass like you used to. When, when I first 
came into the industry, it was it was quite common to see uh, insulated glass windows fail. And when I say fail, it's you get you get moisture in between. It, it means that the seal of the, the glass has has let go. Um, right. There have been you know tremendous uh, improvements in the materials, and um, and and you don't see it that much. But you, you're obviously when you're you're looking at triple glazing, you're you're sealing twice the area, and it always uh, is a little bit of a concern. Um, the other, I, I did some look checking and triple glazing can save you, you know, uh, same glass for same glass, triple to double. It can be as much of a 25% increase in efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you know, with double glazing, one of the things that they, they can also do with double glazing is there's different coatings that can be applied to the, um, to the glass to allow for a better efficiency um, and, and not the drawbacks of the triple pane. So, I, I think in some cases on, on large picture windows, on, on um, zero energy homes, obviously, on, on, on some of the um, you know, bigger casement sizes or, or casement type windows where they kind of lend themselves to, to just one light layout, it's probably a good idea uh, or it's, it's something worth considering. You know, if you're looking at double hung windows or more architecturally correct product, you can't really get that with triple glazing because you're taking out so much of the the sash. The for instance, on a wood window, uh, it you're left with a lot less to detail to make it look as as it was originally. So there are definitely some pros towards triple glazing, uh, but there are some negatives. And the other thing is that the glass is only one portion of the window. When, when we look at the efficiency of a window, we look at the window in its entirety, uh, you know, structurally how it's put together, you know, the weather strippings that you, you know, really, I think when people stand next to a window, they're less apt to notice a difference between triple glazing and double glazing than they would if it were, say, a poorly weather stripped or sealed uh, or installed product, where now you've got some air gaps and you're, you're feeling the airflow. And, and that's what kind of tends to to make things a little bit more uncomfortable. So I think, you know, as much as triple glazing might improve, um, you know, a window that's well designed with, you know, great weather stripping interlocks at the meeting rail, um, you know, well, um, you know, a side side weather stripping where it's hitting the frame. And then of course, most importantly, installation. You know, that's, that's really uh, any window, regardless of, of how great a window it is or door, if it's not installed properly, you will not get the efficiency that you're looking for. Yeah. Is it true that windows are made to last only 15 years? It's kind of related, but some people think, seem to think that is true, maybe because that's the length of the warranty or it used to be the length of the warranty, or maybe because of the failure that you mentioned of the, you know, the condensation between the panes of glass that were installed maybe in the eighties. Well, I, I think I agree with you in, in, if you look back to what was installed and used in a lot of the homes built in the 80s and even the early 90s, it, it was it's not a great track record in terms of uh, you know long-lasting product. We do see a lot of failures on product like that. The 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 materials weren't nearly as good. Um, there wasn't the um, the regulations within the industry to to make sure everybody was uh, uh, complying to the same uh, test format. Um, and you know the woods weren't as good. They were you know there's a lot of finger jointed material and, and so forth. I would say within the last you know 15 20 years things have changed. They've uh, think that, you know some of the major manufacturers recognize that you know this this is a problem that 
we really need to kind of put better materials into our product and make them long lasting. So one improvement, obviously, as I mentioned before, is the glass Mm -hmm. and tremendous um, uh, advances in the sealants that are, that seal the insulated glass. So to the point where we, we very seldom see, um, seal failures and even the warranties, uh, extend well beyond, um, 15 years now they used to be 10 now you're you're consistently on some of the major manufacturers seeing uh, 20 years and above and and a 20-year warranty i am the expectation of the manufacturer is that it's going to last well beyond 20 years um but yeah there's different uh, the materials have gotten a lot better as i mentioned uh, you know extruded aluminum which which marvin uses is a is a real high grade material it, it, it holds its paint. It's it's uh, you know the, the paint process is is such that it it, it eliminates a lot of um, fading over time. Uh, fiberglass is a, an extremely strong and, and you know, it's a great performing uh, material for both doors and windows. There's no conduction. Uh, there's very very little movement. Um, it's very very uh, durable and strong and long lasting. So. I, I get where people have that notion if, if they're if they've had experience, you know, in those 80s and 90s, I think they will find things different now. Um, again, there are some inexpensive products out there that may not last. I think if you do your homework and you 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 work with a, a major manufacturer, as I mentioned, we, we deal with two of the best, you know, Marvin and Anderson and uh, both have 20 plus year warranties. And, you know, the big thing is, and what's, what's great about both companies that if there are parts needed for warranty, they're available. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do run into a lot of situations on vinyl windows where there's so many different manufacturers and, and a lot of smaller manufacturers that are just really assembling extrusions that you, a person could have either, even a broken window or, or, or seal failure, which, which would be a fairly simple um, service with the Marvin or Anderson because you can identify and, and reorder the product. A lot of times with, with the vinyl products and uh, if you can't identify the manufacturer, your option is to replace the entire unit as opposed to just getting parts and pieces to improve the product. Okay. So if you had an Anderson window, let's say, and someone broke one of the panes, you can just, you, you should call back people you bought it from and see if they can come replace the parts. Is that what people yeah, should do? So- well, the beauty with the Anderson and Marvin is that their products are all tagged. So you don't necessarily have to call the people you bought it from, but you know, certainly that's an option. But any Anderson or Marvin dealer would should be able to help replace it. They each identify the product in a in a little glass etching in the in the corner of the glass. Mm-hmm. If, if we can get that information and, and then some, you know, quick measurements, we can identify what the product is and and typically replace a top, a bottom, or casement sash fairly inexpensively. So, so yeah, that's a big advantage. Great. Okay. So, uh, what about replacement windows? I have a question that is, uh, I want to, I want replacement windows, but I've heard that they will block out some of the light. What are my choices? And so is that true? My understanding is that replacement windows have to be placed within the existing opening. So they do reduce the, the glass a little bit, except for that. I think there's one Marvin product that doesn't reduce as much of the glass. Is that right? That's true. So there's two types of replacement windows. There's inserts and, and an insert is, is just what you described. It's a, it's a frame that goes into your frame. So, so the beauty of a replacement window is there's very little construction. You don't have to touch the outside of your home. You don't even hardly have to touch the inside of your home. The trim can stay, the sill can stay, et cetera. 
but what you're doing is you're taking out the the workable parts of, of the window, the top and bottom sash, uh, the operable, you know, we call them the balances, what, what operates the windows up and down. You know, sometimes that can be like the old weight and chain product, depending on the age of your house. And sometimes it can be uh, a, a insulated glass window with, with like a white vinyl track. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what's removed. The frame stays intact. And within that, you can, there's two types of replacement windows. One would be an insert, and an insert is a frame within a frame. What you're referring to with Marvin is, is called a tilt pack. And what that is, is once you have the frame um, cleared out and you're, you're working with an open frame, you, uh, you assemble uh, you know, the, the jam liners on the side, and then you fold the top and bottom sash into the opening. So that will cut down on the amount of glass that you lose um, with that system. You know, the advantage to an insert system is it's contained within a frame. All the weather strip is, is set. It's easier to fit. They're easier to install. You do lose some glass area. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, you know, some, that can be as much as, you know, two plus inches in, say, like a vinyl window. We have some fiberglass windows from Marvin that you, you lose very little because the frame is 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 very narrow because of the strength of fiberglass they're able to make it very narrow and so your sight line can be maximized so you will lose it i i think for the most part if it's a if it's a reasonably sized product you're probably not going to notice a difference where you do notice a difference is is some of those like pantry windows or the the bay windows uh, where you have the side very narrow window sometimes you can you will notice that it gets a little bit small but um for the most part i i think the the positives outweigh the negative of of the small loss of glass area. Okay. Well, great. So I have a question about doors. You sell you sell interior doors. We do. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So what about interior doors? Um, I've noticed that they range a lot in price. So what can you get out of a more expensive door? And is it worth paying for is the question. So, I mean, am I, well, I'll let you talk about them, but there seems like there's a routed, door that doesn't look quite the same as a true panel door so is it just authentic like an authentic look is yeah. It worth, yeah yeah so so some of it is in the manufacturing and some of it is in the materials um there are very inexpensive doors you know that are hollow hollow core doors i mean some of them can be made to be look like six panel four panel there's there's several different designs that are available in a hollow core mm. um Sometimes you see them on, on say, a closet door, something that doesn't need any sound deadening or, or not really don't want to put a lot of money into that. Um, there are, you know, what really drives the price on doors is species. You know, if you're dealing with a, if you want a solid oak or a mahogany or a cherry door, obviously that's going to be more money because the material is more expensive and and uh, those are all wood wood products. So they're being manufactured um you know, one, one at a time. Um, and, and you are right there. Are, for instance, true style is a high end door. Um, and the, the name kind of explains the product. It's, it's, it's a true style and rail door. So they actually, it, it, they'll do a lot of species, but they also do an MDF product, which is a paint grade material. Mm-hmm. 
MDF is it's a it's a good product because it you don't get the movement that you do say in a panel door, so it, it eliminates panel splitting and and panel shrinking. Um, so it's a it's a good product, but it's put together like a style and rail door. So the the corners are, are clean. Um, it it really simulates a, a wood product quite nice. Uh, there are other uh, products. Um, that that would do that more on a on a router or a CNC type of machine. So your corners are a little bit rounded. They're a little bit edged. There's not as much uh, architectural detail that you would see in a in an old wood door. So mm. there, there's there's quite a difference in price as as you mentioned. And I think most of it has to do with style um, and and also species. Um, it, a lot of times, like say in the in the homes of say the 30s and 40s, you see a lot of two panel fur doors. Um, they kind of went out of favor. Now we're seeing that they're you know, those are the type of doors that people are looking for now. So those are available in in fur, um, but you can also get that same style in a in a molded or a true style door to if you're gonna if you're gonna paint, which you can save a little bit of money that way. Yeah. Okay. So it's just, again, I, I feel like I always ask my clients to go see the door for themselves and they can, oh, well, if they're set up, they can close it and open it and see what the weight is of the door and see how they like it. So yeah, I, think I think that's a good idea. If you, if you were to look at a hollow core door in a, in a, with a solid core door of the same style, they're going to look the same, but if you open and close it, you'll, you'll notice a difference. And, um, and I think usually when people do open and close it, they want to go with the, the solid door product. Um, but again, you know, the holocore there's, uh, uh, the, um, they're there for budget, uh, jobs. And they're also, yep. like I say, for closets and areas where you don't need to put as much into it. True. So there's a place for those, but mm-hmm. so we're now at the part the part of the the podcast where we talk about um, learning from the mistakes of others. And you said that you did have a story that might help other people not make the same mistake. Uh, we did recently on it. We offer installation at JB Sash, and um, so we we did have a customer who was interested in uh, what he called a maintenance free product, and and the salesman went out to verify measurements and, and so forth. And, you know, through their conversation, um, they determined that, you know, vinyl product would be the, the best product for them. Um, we, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we strongly recommend that people take the time to, um, to visit and understand what they're getting. It's a, it's a big decision. Uh, anyway, we went through with the order. Uh, we quoted a vinyl product. Um, the customer accepted the proposal. We ordered it and we installed it. And, Come to find out, you know, he said, oh, this isn't what I wanted at all. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, it doesn't blend in with my home. And, and, you know, I think on our end, we probably could have been a little bit more um, specific with, with some information or, or some hand displays. Uh, but I think it highlights the importance of, of doing your homework and then, you know, actually coming in to, to see the product. This, this was a job that was probably a, I think it was fifteen to twenty thousand dollars installed, which is it's sizable job. And and I think anytime you're spending that type of money, to, just to take that extra step to to visit the showroom, to meet with the salespeople, or in this particular case, the install um, group, and really understand and feel and touch and see what you're getting, it will eliminate those type of situations. So in that particular case, the customer was adamant about it, and and we tried to work with them on on you know reducing the price of the product that he did want 
in, in the hopes that uh, eventually he would be satisfied, which, which we were able to do. Um, but, you know, in this particular case, it was really a, um, the, the, the issue came about by a customer just being too quick and not understanding the product uh, properly and, and making a decision without doing, doing their homework or seeing the product. Right. Yeah, I had a client who had a previous project where she hadn't, they hadn't really discussed what kind of windows would be installed. So she had a certain thing in mind and they yeah. had just installed something completely different. And she was very still, she's upset about it because she looks at her windows all the time and remembers how much she hates them. Yeah. So, I know. So you know it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, curtains or, or things you can easily change. I mean, once you make that decision on the window, it, whether it be a style or the size or the options, uh, you know, you want it, you're, you're living with it for, for quite a while. So, uh, it, uh, it makes sense. And I tell people this the same when they're building a home, you know, every window looks great the day you put it in. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're all, you know, uh, they look great. It's it's that five or 10 years down the road. How are they going to function? Will they hold their color? Are they going to operate properly? So we try to encourage people to to make the decision on the quality product right at the front, especially on a, on a new home, um, because window replacement is is very expensive. You're, um, whereas putting the right window in from the get-go, it's really only costing you the, the additional um, money for the, for the product. It's not costing you any more labor. So we try to encourage that uh, because we think in the long run, you know, people, the performance is gonna be better um, and people are gonna be happier with, the, uh, with how the product looks in their home down the, down the road. Definitely. Well, I know that's a lot of information for people to digest about windows, but I think very helpful. So. Thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks, Catherine. I appreciate uh, the invite and uh, glad, to, glad to be on with you. Thanks. So that's it for the conversation today. If you're in Massachusetts and would like more information about JB Sash, their website is www.jbsash.com and go check out their showrooms. Do your research about windows and doors. Think about what you're looking for in a window. You may not have thought about this before. It would help to start noticing windows around you, wherever you are in your own home or in friends' homes. See what you value in a window and what you don't value in a window, what you would want to pay for and what you have no interest in paying for. You might be surprised what you learn about windows. They are pretty complicated, but yet, Many of us don't think about them at all. Anyway, if you have an idea for an episode or a question you would like to have answered, please email me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Also at talkinghomerenovations.com, you can find the show notes and links to social media. I'm on this app called uh, Flick Chat. It's a podcast app. It seems to also be for sports. I don't really understand what's happening there, but Flick Chat is where I could be answering your questions in real time, just chatting there. I'm trying to give up Facebook, so I'm hoping that my community will move over to there. So far, it's just me and one other person. So join me over there, flick chat, and then you go uh, look up Talking Home Renovations when you get there. If you could share this podcast with your friends, I would really appreciate it. Maybe send it to two people you can think of who could use the information. 
So I'm Catherine McPhail, and Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. If you have any architectural questions, you can contact me through my website, demiosarchitects.com. I offer online home renovation classes and a guide to environmentally friendly renovation. So please contact me if you're interested in either one of those. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it.